you have just tuned into the Being One podcast. Hey, 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 it's your girl Samantha Laguerre on the Being One podcast, the podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. Lord, I ask right now, Lord God, that you would decrease my flesh, decrease me, decrease who I am right now, God, and increase yourself in me. Pray, Lord God, that you'll renew my mind, oh God, and cleanse my heart. Um, And we pray this in Jesus' name. Kingdom citizens, we're back with another episode. And today is episode five, y'all. It's episode five. Um, Wow. Five episodes so far. Um, And for today's episode, well, first, if we have any new listeners, um, welcome, 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 welcome to the family. Um, if you hear me say Kingdom Citizens, this is what I refer my listeners as. And so if you hear me say it, I'm speaking to you. You are a Kingdom Citizen. And if you aren't a believer, we're speaking that into existence. Um, and for today's episode, we are going to be speaking about the beauty of obedience. Um, I know, you know, you I'm pretty sure, you know, understand the definition of obedience or, you know, you've heard that a lot or, you know, people tell you to obey God, um, obey your parents. You know, that's a big one. Growing up, we, we were always told to obey our parents and obey our elders. Um, and we're at a stage in our lives or we're at a place in our lives where we really have to be sensitive to the voice of God and obey him and all that we do and all that he tells us to do. To, in order to stay on the right track, you know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, so we're just going to really just talk about the beauty of obedience. Why is it important to be obedient? What is obedience versus disobedience? Why is it that it is so important for us to be obedient during this walk, during our journey of being one with Christ? Why do we need to be obedient? Um, so I guess I'll just go and just speak on you know, personal accounts or things that I've experienced and then we'll go in deep and, you know, I'll give you scriptures and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I want also to encourage you, if you haven't, go back and listen to the previous episodes because um, a lot of the things that I spoke about in the previous episodes, I kind of um, tie in a little bit or I will make references to it. So if you haven't heard it, then you'll be a little confused. But I've spoken in the past about just like how, you know, when I was younger, growing up in the church and knowing what was right, but not necessarily wanting to do what was right because that wasn't what was popular. And I know um, a lot of people could probably relate to this, that we were we were growing up, we were just trying to figure out ourselves. We were trying to figure out who we are. And, you know, if you grew up in the church, you were just probably confused as to why the church was this way but you know you go to school and your friends were another way like it was just it wasn't a line and and so we battled that um being younger because we weren't sure like okay well I go to church and my parents tell me this but then I go to school and my friends parents are telling them something different and oh their parents are cool because they listen they let them listen to this and they let them go out and they let them do this right and so you know, our parents will tell us to be obedient. They will tell us some things that we should do, things, you know, they, they kind of added value. But we would go to class or go to school and we were cursing or well, I was cursing. So let me, I'm talking about myself. And if you can relate, then, you know, we're one right now. Um, But, but yeah, like cursing and, you know, just doing all sorts of craziness because I 
didn't know who I was. Like I was confused and I was just trying to fit in. Um, and even getting into my teenage years and knowing that, like, I always knew that there was a calling over my life. Like I always, I always knew that God was calling me to a different place. Um, even when I tried to fit in, I didn't feel like I fit in. Like there was still something missing. Like I just, I wasn't even convinced that I fit, I like could fit in. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, it's like I would do all these things to like get people's praises and to like, for people to like me and for me to be included in, in conversations or to be included in um, outings and things like that. But I would be there and I felt like I was, not being true to myself, I was putting on an act. There was a mask that I put on um, in order for people to like me. And then I would go home and then it would be another mask that I'll put on for my parents to like me or my church to like me. And it just kind of had me confused. And it's like, I wanted to be obedient to to different people in different settings. Like when I'm home, I'll be obedient to my parents. But when I was at school, I'll be obedient to my friends and be obedient to my teachers. And what they wanted of me was different than what my parents wanted of me. And I was just being pulled like from right to left. My church wanted something different. It was just very confusing. And when you're confused like that and you're being pulled and you're like being submissive to all these different people, obeying all these different people, you're not really knowing yourself. You can find yourself um, getting to like a depressed state where it's just like, dang, this person wants this, this person tells me to say this, but I don't even know who I am. Like, it's just, it's just a lot. Right. Um, so growing up as a teenager now, um, you know, in my teens and I'm in high school, um, again, I didn't know who I was. I thought I knew who I was, you know, like I knew that, you know, I did have a strong interest in, in church and I had a strong interest, um, and wanting to know God and wanting to know God for myself and wanting to read my word. And I remember it was the summer of like the summer before 10th grade. And there was a Bible study. Um, I had just moved to this new city and there was a church um, that I knew of. And so I went for a Bible study and I remember going, they had youth night, they had youth Bible study. And so I went there and I just fell in love because I don't know, like ever since I was younger, I just always enjoyed church. Like I always enjoyed um, listening to someone, you know, preach or give a sermon or just dissect the, the word of God. Um, I, that was, I just always had a passion for it. And so I fell in love being there. Um, and so I wanted to go back and I had my, per I didn't, I, I think I had my permit at this time. And even when my parents didn't go, I would ask them, like, I want to go to church. So I'll take the car. I'll take my cousins, my sisters and my sister. And I would we would go to church. Um, we would go to Bible study and we would go also on Sunday, Sunday service as well. Um, and. And while I was there um, in, in like in that period of time or in that stage of my life, my high school years, um, I did like find myself in a relationship or a situationship, however you want to, I don't know, it's, I guess a little bit of both. Um, and, you know, God was, I just knew, like, God would just tell me, like, you know, this isn't it. And I, I got stuck in this thing for a good, like, four years of my life, and I just knew that this wasn't it, but there was just something in me, or I don't know really how to explain it, but 
God clearly told me that you being in this relationship, you being in this situationship is only delaying you from your destiny and only delaying you from, it's restricting you and restraining you from pursuing purpose. And I knew, I knew that's what God was telling me to do. I knew that's what he was trying to tell me about the situation. But I allowed my feelings and my emotions to get the best of me. And I kind of quieted God down. I quieted the Holy Spirit as he would speak to me and reveal things to me. And I kind of allowed my flesh to be greater than the voice of God in my heart and in my life. And it, God is always, when he tells you something, he's always right. I don't know what, I can't even really explain like what I thought I was trying to do. Um, I guess I assumed or believed that, okay, God, I understand you're telling me that. But I, I, I have hope. I feel like, you know, um, this, you know, I could pray for him and, you know, this could work out for real. You know what I mean? Like I was being very disobedient. I knew exactly. God told me to leave. God told me to, God told me, no, this is not it. And, but I just still try to pursue it. Um, and this disobedience um, allowed me or made me be out of God's will. And when I finally decided to be obedient and I said, okay, God, I realize what you're telling me. And the whole time God was just really trying to protect me. But because I thought that I knew better than God um, and I decided, God, I'm sorry, I hear what you're saying, but I think I know what I'm doing. And I chose to be disobedient. There were consequences that I, I had to face. There were consequences to me being disobedient. So what the consequences were was this feeling of depression, um, being, being depressed, um, feeling that I, you know, had thoughts of wanting to end my life. Um, had thoughts of harming myself, driving in my car and thinking, oh, what if I got into a car accident right now? Uh, what if I got hit? Um, not necessarily wanting to die, but being hospitalized. Would he care about me more? Um, this feeling of heart, like I, I, you know, my heart was broken. Um, I, I dealt with insecurities. Um, I dealt with just a lot of things that were just so negative because I decided to stay in something that God clearly told me not to. And I bluntly disobeyed God. And in my disobedience, there was consequences that happened. Um, and so four years after now, and I finally said, God, you know what? I believe you. Um, I see why you're, you told me to, to end this a long time ago. I see why, not necessarily I saw why, but it was just, the pain was just so much. Um, the expense to my disobedience was just so much that I decided, you know what, let me just be obedient. Let me see what God really wants to do in my life and what, what purpose, what purpose do I really have? What is my destiny? What should I really be doing here on this earth? Because if I stay in something that has no substance, that's actually damaging me and breaking me more into pieces, what good am I? What, um, good am I doing on this earth? How am I really serving people? And how am I really serving God if I'm so broken? So I said no um, to that. I ended it and um, I decided to be obedient. And in that obedience, oh man, y'all, my life literally turned for good, like for the better. And each and every day I see why God wanted me to end that. I see why um, I needed to be obedient. If I was not obedient, if I stayed in that and continued to be disobedient, 
I would not be here. I would not be speaking to you all right now. Um, this podcast would not be here right now. Um, this episode would not have been being played um, right now to you. Um, and that was all for me just being obedient. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm a, this perfect person. Um, I don't want you guys to think that, oh, God can only use perfect people. You know, just because if you follow me on social media and just because you see that, you know, I go to church or, you know, I'm heavily involved in church or, you know, I'm really pursuing this relationship with Christ and really pursuing being one with him does not mean that I'm perfect. You know, I strive for perfection. Yes. And I encourage you all to do the same. That's what God wants from us. He wants us to to strive to be perfect, but he's no, he knows that we're not perfect people. And he's not waiting for you to be perfect in order to use you. He wants to use you in your brokenness. All he wants for you is to be obedient. He wants you to say yes to his will and not your own. Um, and so I never want to come here or speak to you all and portray this this thing that I'm perfect or that God can only use perfect people or God can only use people who who go to church every Sunday or who goes to Bible study every Wednesday. Um, that's not that. In my brokenness, in um, my lukewarmness, um, when I was hot and cold, when I was dabbling in the world and dabbling in the church, um, God still used me. You know what I mean? He was still pursuing after me. He will, he was, he still had a plan for me. And all I had to do was say yes. All I had to do was put my plan aside, put my will aside, um, put my flesh and my emotions aside and just say yes to the calling and say yes and be obedient to God. And so, that's the beauty in obedience. Like I didn't know what my purpose. I, I still kind of don't know my purpose. Um, and so you don't have to have it figured out in order to say yes to God. You don't have to have it figured out in order to be obedient. Um, gonna be very transparent. There were times where I was just like, okay, God, I hear you. Okay, God, I'm gonna break it off and I'm gonna say yes to you. And I would do that, and it would only last for a little while. Um you know, I, I I remember there was a period where I did stop talking to that person and I really began to pursue God really heavily um, and intentionally. And, you know, things were, you know, going more right. You know, there were some things that I saw become healed in my life. But then that person came back around and I quickly put that person before God again. And I found myself not reading my Bible, not being in worship mode, not really pursuing God and being intentional with God like how I used to when we weren't speaking. And so that um, verse in the Bible where it talks about like our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. And that's really what it was. It's like my spirit knew, Samantha, you need to get it together and you need to do what God is calling you to do because there's greatness ahead of you. Um, there's a calling over your life. But then my flesh was like, oh, but I'm. I'm used to this person and I'm comfortable with this person. This person knows me, you know, this person is my best friend. And so it's like, I find this security here. I find this security in a person, a physical person, you know, somebody I can talk to and I can hear a response. And I just kind of put God on the back burner. I've done that. So, you know, if you're listening and you feel like, you know, God is pulling you and tugging you 
in that to be obedient and to leave whatever it is that you're leaving. It could be your job. It could be a friendship, a relationship, um, whatever it may be. You know, like God could be telling you it's time to leave that and you do it for a little while. You find yourself being a little bit more intentional with God, but then you find yourself right back in that situation because that's where you were comfortable with. Right. Relating it to scripture. Like, let's talk about the the people of Israel, um, the Israelites that were in Egypt, that were enslaved in, in Egypt. And God told Moses, Moses, listen, I need you to go and free my people. And Moses went after, you know, wrestling with God. Um, he didn't want to do it. He didn't feel like he was qualified. He realized he wasn't perfect and he had imperfections, but God still wanted to use him. And so when he finally said yes and was obedient to God, he went. It was a lot, but the people finally were free and um, the Pharaoh finally let them go. But now the people that were enslaved, they are on a journey. God has placed them in the desert, in the wilderness. And these people are complaining on the way and they are saying how they rather go back to where they were because where they were, they had food. You know, although they were being mistreated, although um, it wasn't a good, you know, the ideal situation, they were that's where they were comfortable. That's what they learned. That's what they were taught. And so that's where they wanted to be. They realized, yes, God might have saved me. And yes, I have freedom. And, you know, the Pharaoh isn't mistreating us anymore that we're away from that but it was the flesh in them it was this comfortability it was this this stability feeling that they had that although yes we were going through all of that but at least we had food at least we had water at least we could sit and we weren't walking all day in the desert um and you can find this um, in Exodus. In Exodus, it, it talks about this. If you want to, you know, read on that. Um, Exodus 16 is when the people were complaining about, you know, wanting to go back and saying that they had, at least they had food there. And God provided manna for them, which is a bread that he told them, listen, I understand you're hungry. And guess what? I will provide for you. Um, but to tie that story back to us in this present day, yeah, like the, the, the situation that God is probably calling us out of or that relationship is not the ideal situation. And we know that being in that relationship, it's not making God happy because what we're going through and what we're dealing with is not what a child of God should be dealing with and going through. And God is trying to call us out of it because he has um, more for us. But because we've become comfortable in that situation although we're being misused and mistreated um, although we're feeling depressed and wanting to end our lives although we are dealing with insecurities and trust issues and not feeling as though we're capable not feeling as though we can be used by God. We rather be in that than actually say yes to God because saying yes to God is stepping in the unknown. Saying yes to God is going to require faith and faith without works is dead. And so we know that we say yes, there's going to be some work that we have to do. We know that if we say yes, there are going to be some things that God is going to have to prune us of. Um, There are some things that he's going to have to get rid in our lives. And we've been holding on to these things for so long that we can't even imagine a life without them. We can't imagine a life without having trust issues we can't imagine a life without feeling insecure we can't imagine a life without feeling as though we aren't enough like we aren't enough person may be physically abusive um mentally abusive um verbally abusive and these abusive words now we've 
hold on to them and identified with them. And so that person said we weren't enough. That person said that we had to do a little bit more, that nobody could love us if we didn't give in, if we didn't have sex, if we didn't do this, if we didn't do that. Um, and so we believed it and we said, God, you want me to walk in purity, but nobody's going to want me if I'm not giving it up or if I'm not bending my back, if I'm not being selfless in everything. And it's just a lot, right? But God is calling us out of it and he wants us to just be obedient. Um, so there is beauty in obedience. And I could heavily speak on that because, again, I would not be here if I didn't say yes. Again, I was not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. I wasn't at a place. I didn't feel like I was at a place for God to use me. Um, but it was in that that he wanted to use me. He understood. Listen, you have a story. Listen, I know you've been through some things. I know you've seen some things. And you're the perfect person to use that even in your weakness, I will be strong. Allow me to come in you and make you strong where you're weak in, in the areas that you are weak. So I want to encourage you that, yes, I know you'd battle with the, these thoughts. And yes, I know that you feel like this is all that you are going to get out of this world or this relationship is all that this is all you can um, have that you that you can't truly have a man of God or you can't truly have a woman of God. So I'm going to just settle with this person. No, you know, just be obedient. God is probably been tugging at your heart he's been knocking and saying listen would you you just allow me in because it's a choice we can choose to be obedient and we can choose to be disobedient it's a choice that we make but if we want to really walk in our purpose and if we really want to do the things that God wants us to do we have to be make a conscious decision and say yes God I agree yes God I will let you in yes God I am willing so yeah so don't think because you see you have a an influential pastor or you you know you see these people that have these platforms and you're just like oh that can never be me because I just deal with this and I love to you know I love to be ratchet or you know my personality wouldn't allow me to be used by God that is a lie from the pits of hell y'all it's a lie um I thought myself I said God I don't think God could use me in that sense like let me just you know I was just always that person who just wanted to be in the background I didn't want to be in the limelight um, and I feel like that's even still why I'm just behind a mic and not really like in front of people because I just kind of think like, well, who I'm, who am I for real? You know what I mean? And God had to really, he had to really deal with me on that. Like, who are you? Do you not know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made that you are a child of God that I knitted you? I literally knew you before you in your mother's womb. And I had a plan for you ever since you were a seed. Like Ever since, like, your parents didn't even know they were going to have a child. They didn't even know of each other and already had a plan for you. So he had a plan for you even before you were a thought. Even before you were conceived, he had a plan for you. And his plan is was for us to just walk in his will and to pursue the things that he's called us to pursue. And we can only do these things if we are obedient to him. And to really, you know, speak more about the beauty of obedience it was by Jesus coming and being obedient to God and saying, okay, Father, I hear what you said. I know what I have to do. You called me here for a reason. There is a purpose to why you brought me to into the earth. And I say yes to dying for world sin and being humiliated 
and being spit on and being cursed at and all these things that Jesus had to do had to deal with because of his yes and because of his obedience and it was by his obedience that we are able to have right standing with God through faith that we are able to be saved that we can find that we have salvation is through Jesus's obedience to his father and so that's the beauty of obedience that you know sometimes I know we live in a world where we feel like it's all about us and it's what we want and it's what we like and that's where we always that's I think that's why you know our flesh and our spirit is always wrestling and wrestling with each other is because flesh is saying listen just be about you worry about you don't worry about anybody else but our spirit is like listen God has called you here to love on people and he has called you to be a light and so in order to be a light there are some sacrifices that you are going to have to make there are some things that it's not always going to have to be about you, but about other people. And we complain about our family sometimes that, oh, you know, um, my family isn't saved. My family's a little bit crazy or my friend is a little bit crazy or this world is crazy. But could it be if you were obedient to the voice of God and you said yes, that you could help your family, that you could help your friend, that you can help this world, that you can help the homeless, you can help the less fortunate by your obedience? Because it was by Jesus' obedience that we were able to have life and live life in full abundance. It was because of Jesus and it was because of his obedience. And Jesus was perfect, but Jesus still even wrestled. Like he, I, I know I'm saying wrestled, and I, I got this wrestling from um, um, one of the youth pastors at my church. Um, he gave a sermon, a Bible study. He did a teaching about wrestling. And, well, that's a whole other thing. If you want to um, listen to that, you can go to crossoverchurch.org and look at the videos or go on to YouTube. And um, it was a Bible study in 2018 by Pastor Wallace, and he talks about that. So if you hear me saying wrestling, it's just something that I learned, and um, I just use that word. Um, yeah, so even Jesus, he was, you know, wrestling with this idea that, oh, man, like, God, you know, if there's another way, <laughs> you know, if there's another way, like, I want to be obedient, but if there's another way, like, please, like, take this cup from me. He knew that if he was obedient and he did it the way God wanted him to do it, that there was a greater purpose behind it. And so it's not going to be easy, y'all. It's not, you know, pursuing purpose is not a pain-free zone. Pursuing purpose is not like, you know, that there's not going to be sacrifices that need to be made. There's always going to be a sacrifice. Each and every day we wake up, there's a sacrifice that needs to be made. And that sacrifice is dying to our flesh, dying from our flesh, dying from our ways of thinking and asking that God will fill us with his Holy Spirit and that God will allow us to see things how he sees it and allow us to pursue purpose in our days when we wake up. Every day you have to make that decision. Every day you have to make a conscious and say a conscious yes, um, say yes and, and say yes to God's will for your life each and every day. Not last year you said it and you just think that it's just going to be easy. Every day you have to die to yourself. Every day you have to take up your cross and follow after God. It's a cautious decision that we have to make. And with our obedience, there's beauty. With our obedience, there's a reward that comes with um, our obedience. Um, so again, it, by Jesus dying on the cross and by Jesus being obedient to the Father, we were able to, through faith, um, be saved and have right standing with God because before Jesus, we were far away from God. You know, there was a veil, there was a, an altar, um, and only people who were ordained, only priests can go to this altar and make sacrifices unto God. It wasn't for the ordinary people for, like us. 
Um, but it was only for special people that who God ordained. And so we were very far from God. We weren't right with God. We weren't righteous. But when Jesus came, he allowed us to be righteous, that he he through faith, we have right standing with God. And in Romans five, verse 18, it talks about how it was Adam's one sin that brought condemnations for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. And so that is the beauty of obedience. And then with disobedience, disobedience is actually a sin, y'all. Disobedience, it brings condemnation. It, it ties in verse 18 and 19 where it talks about Adam's one sin. It brought condemnation to everyone. Um, because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. There's a consequence when we are disobedient. And there's a reward when we are obedient. It Because of Jesus's obedience, the reward is that we, us here on this earth, can be made righteous, that we have the ability to be righteous through faith that we can be saved. And our reward is that we get to go to heaven, that we don't get to go to hell, that we don't have to go to hell. But because of Jesus' obedience, we have the right into heaven. And disobedience, um, I feel like to disobey is so much easier than to obey. And that's just the world we live in. To do wrong, it seems like it's so much easier than, than to do right. To do right, we have to be so much more intentional of, about doing right. Um, For example, eating right or going to the gym, it's so much easier to just eat fast food and to eat junk food all day um, because it's what's like in our reach that, you know, there's a fast food restaurant on each corner of the streets. You see a McDonald's here, a Burger King here, a KFC here, Popeye's here. Like it's just so convenient. Right. So doing wrong and being disobedient, it's so convenient because being disobedient means that we get to do what our flesh wants to do than rather what God wants us to do. And to do what our flesh wants to do is so much more um, convenient because it's that's who we are we're sinners we were born sinners and so operating in our sin nature is so much more convenient and so much more easier than actually being intentional and quenching our flesh and asking that God fills us with his Holy Spirit and being intentional about spending time with God to really know what it is that he wants us to do in our lives it, it requires time it requires intentionality and in this society that we live in, they don't want us to be intentional. They say, no, here, use the microwave and, you know, here are some um, quick dinners that you can make. Here are some quick dinners that you can just pop in the oven, quick dinners that you can just pop in the microwave and you can go up and be fast. Like they just want us to live this fast life. They don't want us to actually process things before we do it. They don't want us to do things with wisdom. They just say whatever, however you feel, whatever comes to mind, just go ahead and say you have the freedom of speech. You know, say what you like, say what you want, that we have the right to do it. Yes, we have the right to do it, but just because we have the right to do something does not mean that it's good for us and that it's going to benefit us or the people that we um, are around. That's just the world we live in. It's just we want things to just happen and we're just told to just if you feel some type of way, if you feel horny, just go ahead and have sex. It's OK. You know, go ahead and experience with all these different partners. Go ahead and live your best life and go ahead and um and drink every night and drink every weekend. That drinking will make you feel better. And these are things that um, the world tells us to do. And what the world tells us to do is disobeying what God tells us to do always because in his word, he tells us that the world is against him. 
So what the world is telling us to do is always going to be against the word of God. But as believers, we have a duty to be the light to the world and to do things and show the world that when you are obedient, there's a reward. When you are disobedient, it's a sin. It's a sin to disobey God. And with disobedience, there are consequences. You're wondering why you're so hurt. You're wondering why this opportunity isn't working out. You're wondering why this business isn't working. Could it be that this was not something that God wanted you to do? Could it be that this is something that your flesh told you to do or that the world made it seem like you had to do in order to be successful in life, in order to make money when God was calling you into ministry or when God was calling you into this type of business and um, or this type of career or in this field of work? But society said, listen, that is not going to make you money. Being in ministry, is a poor man's job being in ministry you if you want to really be a full-time pastor you have had already needed to make money or be rich and well off because in this field um there's no money in it or you know you want to be a journalist but there's no money in that and so go and be a doctor right and so we're in medical school or we're pursuing all of this and we're not happy but we're doing it because our parents are are you know, happy or, you know, society says that you look good if you have a doctor next to your name. But God told you to go for um, to be a barber or he told you to to pursue journalism because there was a gift in you. There is something about you that that just screams out journalists that you have a passion for it and it's a gift that has God has given you but because it requires a little bit more work because it requires us to be a little bit more vulnerable because it requires us to be intentional about seeking God um when it comes to that we decide to go the easy route and medical school listen that's not an easy route it's not but because it looks good in society because it looks good on paper we decide to do that and not just any just not doctor but other things as well um being a hairdresser being a makeup artist all these things things right it's just that what society tells us is is most likely going to be against what God wants us to do and so we have to be intentional um and to even further you know talk about this in my last episode I spoke about how I use the blue letter bible app which is an app that um, I use to find the Greek word and or the Hebrew word of words that I um, read in the bible just to get a further um, understanding of the word and what God really wanted us to to know or, you know, why he used that specific word. What was the definition? Um, so in when I looked up obedience, um, the Greek word for that is it's like hippico. Um, I could be really butchering this word right now, um, but you can go look it up. And I found that, you know, the usage or the definition is to be compliance or to be in submission. And so many of us are, you know, submitting our lives to Christ and saying, God, I submit to you. I submit to your ways. I submit to your will. And but we have to realize and understand that submission in order to be submissive, you have to be obedient. That obedience comes with with submission. And so we have to submit our will to God and say, God, not my plan, but your plan, not my will, but your will. And if we really are not just saying, God, I submit to you, but I actually submit our hearts to God, submit our minds to God. In that, we have to be obedient. It, you can't say, I submit to you, but God tells us to do something, and then we decide we're not going to be obedient, and we go and be disobedient. That's not submission. That doesn't work. With submission comes obedience. With obedience comes submission. 
So if you're claiming that God is the Lord of your life, that is you saying that you are submissive to him, that you are under submission. And in order to stay under that submission, you must be obedient so that you're always in submission to God. See, if we're under submission to him and we're saying we're going to be obedient, but then we go and be disobedient, what happens is that we are outside of God's will. We're no longer submissive unto him. We're submissive unto our own flesh, unto our own wills, unto the world. We become submissive to the world when we decide to be disobedient. So we want to be submissive. We have to be obedient. To remain submissive, we have to remain obedient. And the definition of disobedience, um, the Greek word for that is perico. Um, that's that's funny because, you know, the Greek word for the obedience was hippico. It's spelled H-Y-P-A-K-O-E. And the Greek word for disobedience is P-A-R-A-K-O-E. And for this, um, that Greek word, the trend, you know, the definition of disobedience and a hearing amiss, right? A hearing amiss. And I was like, what does amiss mean? I don't know that word. And so I looked up amiss in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. And the definition of that is not being in accordance with right order. Out of place in given circumstances, usually used with a negative um, connotation, um, to be faulty and to be imperfect. So when we are being disobedient to God, we are not in right order. <laughs> That's so good. Wow, thank you, Jesus. That we are not in right order. That we in God we we are made perfect. That He says that you know He will take our weaknesses and our, and our weaknesses and He will be made perfect in it. If we are obedient. So if we were striving for perfection, we have to be obedient to God and allow him to take what's imperfect in us and to take our weakness and to make it perfect. But when we go and we be disobedient, we are no longer in that um, under him to be, you know, he covers us and makes us perfect, if that makes sense. But when we go and be disobedient, we now are being imperfect, we're no longer covered by that perfection. And now we're not in accordance in right order. When we are submissive to God and we are being obedient to him, we are then in right order. We are righteous. We are in right order with God. But when we go and be disobedient, we are no longer in the right order. And so you're probably, you know, I, I dealt with this a lot in my life. Well, for a few years, I realized that, God, I know this life that I'm living, that this just can't be just it. Like, what is my purpose? What should I be doing? And I realized that, you know, me not living in my purpose or me not walking in purpose was because I was being disobedient. That God told me, sis, you need to leave. Sis, this is not it. Sis, he's not your husband. But because I was submissive to my flesh and to what the world told me and to this idea of if you're not with somebody, if you don't have a person, that there's something wrong with you, I believe those lies. And so I was out of order. I was I was outside of God's plan for my life. I was outside of his will. But thank you, God, for grace. His grace is sufficient. Once you make that declaration, once you say, God, no longer my will, but your will, and I'm going to be submissive to you, and I'm going to be obedient to your word and to what you tell me to do, then we can quickly be aligned. We can quickly be in order. So it's a choice. You know, you don't have to live in disobedience. You don't have to live in your sin. You don't have to live the way the, the world tells you you have to live. You don't have to live in misery you can have joy you can have peace when you align yourself with God's word when you align yourself with his plan for your life all you have to do is say yes all you have to do is be obedient it starts today don't say okay um I already started this year in disobedience you know God told me not to be in this relationship 
Um, but I'm going to just give it a year because I don't want to be lonely right now. And the next year, I'll just be obedient. And hopefully, God will send me my husband. And I don't have to deal with this person. No. It, no. No. <laughs> Listen, because tomorrow isn't promised to us. Like, we can't always push things aside saying that, feeling as though we have time. We don't have time. People leave our lives. People leave this world every second of the day. Like, somebody is 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 dying that, you know, something is happening. So we can't think that we have time. We can't feel as though we're just going to live in this disobedience, live in this life of sin. And, you know, hopefully next year in two years or when I turn 25, you know, I'm in my teenage years or, you know, I'm in my college college years. So I'm just going to turn up. And then, you know, after I graduate, I'll decide to live right and I'll say yes. And I'll just be obedient to God. No, because all that's doing is delaying your destiny is always doing is delaying your purpose you can be walking in purpose now you're so stressed out you're so um worried and you're so anxious like man what am I supposed to be doing in my life am I wasting my time is this even the major that I should be pursuing like we're in disobedience again there's consequences so you're gonna see that you're there's, there's gonna be time that is wasted because you decided to be disobedient rather than be obedient but it's okay because again like just like me I, I think back and I'm like man god I wasted four years of my life had I just said yes had I just ended that where would I be right now but we can't always think about the what-ifs it happened and you know again you know god he will turn everything bad into good you know like we when we really submit to him he will take all those things all those issues those problems and allow it to be a platform you know what I mean like had I not gone through that I would not have been able to be to to have empathy with people who are in similar situations I would not be able to give them words of advice and words of wisdom if had I not gone through it so you know I you know even though I was out of God's will and I was out of order he was still able to use that and align me in his order, align me with his will, but I could still use that as a story. I could still, that was still my testimony that, oh man, y'all, I was a hot mess. Oh man, I was in some, in deep, deep mess. You know what I mean? Like I was living my life in disobedience and I faced the consequences. And until this day, I'm still facing consequences. There's still things that God is still working with me on and, and still healing me from because of all those years of disobedience and because of, you know, the consequences that I had that I had to face. It's reality that we're not just because we're, you know, we're children of God. And just because we um, we have a relationship with God doesn't mean that when we sin that there's not going to be a consequence that we're not exempt from facing consequences that with sin, there comes consequences. When you're being disobedient, there's going to be a consequence that you're going to face. It, that's just life. Right. Just like our parents, they tell us, you know, don't go out or, you know, um, wash the dishes or you know don't don't put your hand on the burner you're gonna get burned you know like all these different things and when we go and we be disobedient we don't go wash the dishes guess what you're probably gonna get your phone taken away you're probably gonna get a whooping there's there's consequences to it they're not gonna be like oh I told you not to wash dishes and you didn't wash it okay I'm gonna give you a treat I'm gonna reward you no you're gonna face the consequences because why if we don't face the consequence we're never going to how do I say like no right from wrong like you know if we if somebody tells us to do something and we we're always just being disobedient we're just gonna live in that disobedience because we never face any consequences like that's like us being spoiled like well I never did it like that and I never got in trouble so I'm gonna just continue doing it like that so you know what I mean like if we're just continuing living in sin and there's no consequences to our sins we'll just live in sin because there's no repercussions you know what I mean like it's just be like this is easier you know living in sin and, and doing things of the world is so much easier there's no you know there's no thought to it you know I don't have to be intentional I just do it because why 
I'm a sinner. Like that's my nature is to sin. So I'm just going to sin and everything's going to be okay. And if I was in my life and I was just being disobedient and living in sin, I didn't see any consequences. You know, I wasn't depressed. I wasn't, you know, treating people wrongly. I didn't, you know, like if all these things didn't happen, if the consequences, if I didn't face those consequences, trust me, I would still just be living in sin because I realized, oh, there's no, there's no repercussion. But because I've seen those consequences and I said, oh, no, we're, what we're not going to do is continue in that. Um, and that's a, just that's just God chastening us that I know people are like, Samantha, you say God is so good. He's so loving and that he pursues us and he loves us so much. But why would he allow us to feel hurt and allow us to feel pain and allow us to face consequences if he's such a loving God? And again, what I just um, said about being what, about parents that they have to discipline us and God has to discipline us. If he doesn't discipline us, we won't learn. And when he disciplines us and when he allows us to face these consequences, it's only to increase virtue in our lives. It's only to make us better. It's only to um, to really be who he wants us to be and who he has called us to be. So don't take it as a punishment. Take it as, God, you love me so much that you're allowing me to see this and you're allowing me to face this so I can be stronger and know that your grace is sufficient that I don't have to live in this, that, you know, that I don't want my my kids to experience this. And so let me stop this now. Let me start being obedient because I don't want them to face consequences because of my disobedience and because the sin that I chose to live in. Because again, there's a ripple effect. Um, Just like when Adam decided to be disobedient, it caused a ripple effect. His kids were affected by it. We are, were affected by it. The whole world became affected by his disobedience, by his sin. So if you are not going to stop being disobedient or stop living in sin for your own self. Think about your the legacy you're trying to live. Think about your think about the kids that you're going to you want, you know, if you want to be future parents or if you have kids now, like think about them when you decide if you're going to be disobedient or obedient because there is a ripple effect. There are consequences and there are consequences to your actions. So, you know, if you love your kids, you don't want them to face that consequence because of your action, because of your disobedience. So, if anything, if it's not for you, th- for your family, for your children, for your future husband, for your future wife, you don't want to suffer the consequence and have someone else suffer the consequences because of your actions. But again, thank you for God's grace, his mercy that endures forever, that, you know, we have, you know, he gives us opportunities. He gives us chances to say yes to his will, to just be obedient. Um, and even in Romans 12, again, talking about the beauty of obedience in Romans um, 12, verse 1 and 2. And it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2 says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect, right? And this just really ties in everything that I was talking about today, where in order to be submissive, we need to be obedient. And not only does obedience come with submissiveness, but when we are obedient, that is a form of worship to God, because it tells us that we must live We must give our bodies to God for all that he has done for us, that there was a price that he paid for us. And in return, we just have to give our lives back to him and allow God to use our lives. And I know you're probably thinking, but Samantha, you say God is so loving. So why is it that he gave us this free gift, but that we have to do something in return? We have to give him something in return. See, 
the beauty of what God and what Christ did for us is that it's not like we're giving our lives to him and we have to suffer. It's not that. It's not that, yeah, we're going to, there, there are some sufferings that we have to face, but it's, it's us giving him our lives because he knows that he knows us. He knows the plans he has for us. And so he's able to direct us and we can fulfill purpose in this void that we feel he will fill it. We don't have to be living in confusion. We don't have to live in chaos. We don't have to live feeling like we're not um, worthy. You don't have to feel like that. So all we have to do is give him our lives. And when we are obedient, that's us saying, God, not my will, but your will. And so it says that this is truly the way to worship him. When we are obedient, that is our way of saying, God, I worship you with my life. I worship you with my yes. Me saying yes to your will, me saying yes to your way, me being obedient is me um, worshiping you. And then it says in verse two that do not copy the behaviors of this world, right? But let God transform you into a, per a new person by changing the way you think. So the customs of this world is to be disobedient. The customs of this world is to live in sin. But it says do not be conformed in that, but allow God to transform the way you think. He understands this is the way that you were taught. He understands that society is telling you to do it this way. Society is telling you to just live in sin. Society is just telling you do it this way to lie, cheat, have sex, do all these things outside of, of marriage is the way to live your best life. He understands that. And so he says, listen, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but allow me to transform the way you think. Allow me to transform your mind where you can live in purpose and live the way I called you to live in and do the things that I've called you to do and actually pursue your, your destiny, pursue um, your purpose. Getting so excited, there's beauty in obedience because I know we, you know, we're, we can be so confused in this life. We don't know what we should do. Um, you know, what happens is that we have our parents and yes, they may have good intentions, but they're telling us they want us to do this. They were telling us they want us to pursue us this career or, you know, they want us, they want to see a doctor. They want to see a lawyer. They want to see a businessman, a businesswoman, you know, and so we want to make them happy. And so we battle and we're just like, okay, but God is telling me this, but my parents want me to do this. But it's just like, no, say yes to God and be obedient to him and everything else will follow, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you, right? You seek God and his righteousness. You say yes to God and be obedient to him. Your parents will have peace about it. He will allow them to have peace. And if you feel like it's a struggle, God is telling you to go one way, but your parents are are stressed or stressing you out and, and making you annoyed and, and, and telling you they, they think you should do this this way. Pray and ask God that God show my parents what you're showing me. Allow them to have peace in the way that I'm walking because I'm pursuing you in your ways. So God wants to transform our minds. He wants to take us um, out of this world. He wants to take our minds from out of this world, the way we think from out of this world, from conforming to this world. And he wants us to think more like him, to be more like him. And this is why he gives us his Holy Spirit. And that's why we have his Holy Spirit who lives in us. And he is there to be our comfort and to be our guide and to be our teacher. So when we are confused, we can lean on him and he will tell us which way to go. He will tell us how we should say it. He, should, he will tell us how we should do it. And it continues on in verse two that don't be fooled by the ways of this world. Don't conform to the ways of this world. Don't copy their behaviors. Don't copy their disobedience. But if you allow God to transform your mind, then you will learn to know God's will for your life. So that is the reward of being obedient. When we are obedient, we understand more what God wants from us. We are able to walk the plan he has already 
planned and already set before us. We can walk that path that he's already set before us. And his plan for us, his will for us is good and pleasing and perfect. So we are obedient. There's a reward that comes with our obedience that we are able to have peace and able to have joy knowing that we are doing the things that God has called us to do. Listen, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what next year holds. I don't know what July holds, what August holds. All I know is that each and every day, um, I try to. I'm not saying, again, I'm not perfect. There's days where I forget. Like There's days where I, I follow my flesh. There's days I... I'm submissive to my flesh and and not God. There, I'm gonna be honest. Like this, this here is for us to be transparent. This is not a religious thing. This is not saying do this work, do this work, do this work, and you're gonna get this. This is y'all. We're just trying to pursue a relationship. We're just trying to be one with God. We're trying to be one with Christ. And so in that, there's going to be times when we trip up a little bit. You know what I mean? We're going to fall. Um, you know, it says the righteous man falls, but he gets back up. He gets right back up. All he wants us to do is get back up. You may you may be in disobedience right now. You may be living in disobedience. You may be living with um, someone, having sex outside of marriage. You may be entertaining this person. You may be entertaining this job, this career, this field that God did not tell you to, to entertain or to be in. And we did that out of disobedience. We did that because we were following our flesh. But we can get back up, y'all. Like, we can submit our lives to God and say, God, I'm tired of doing it the way my flesh is telling me to do it. I'm tired of doing it the way I think that it should be done. But I wanted to do it the way you want it. You want me to do it and the way you already planned for me to do it because your will is perfect. Your will is pleasing. Your will is good. And we're pursuing perfection, right? So in order to pursue perfection, we have to be obedient to God because we, when we are obedient to him, we understand his plan for our lives a little bit more. And we realize that his plan is perfect. So we have to pursue this. And in order to pursue that, we have to be obedient. Um, In order to be obedient, we have to be submissive. To remain submissive, we have to continue to be obedient. So each and every day we have to say, God, I submit to you. I submit my life to you. I submit my ways to you. I submit my mind to you. I submit my heart to you. Do what it is that you please in my life because I know that when you begin to move, when you begin to tell me to do things, when I begin to be obedient, I'm pursuing purpose. That I'm, I'm, You're perfecting the weaknesses in my life. You're perfecting the areas that are, are weak. So there's beauty in obedience, y'all. There is beauty in obedience. And again, to to, to summarize everything that with obedience, there comes peace, there comes joy, because you know that you're only doing what God is telling you to do, what God is calling you to do. With disobedience, disobedience is a sin. To go against what we know is right is a sin, and that's found in James. Um, When we go, when we know what's right, but we do what's wrong, it's a sin. And you're probably wondering, okay, Samantha, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand that I have to be obedient, but how do I know if it's God or if it's me? Or I don't hear God like how you hear God, you know? Um, I don't feel like God speaks to me. And to answer, you know, what you may be concerned about, you, this is why I said in one of my previous episodes about being intentional. You really want to know God's voice. You really want to know what God is saying concerning your life. You have to read his word. Um, once you really begin to read his word, you begin to know a little bit more about God. And when you begin to know more about God, you begin to know his character a little bit more. You begin to know what he requires of you or what is pleasing to him. And so when you are deciding if you should do something or deciding if this is going to be something that's going to lead in sin or if this is going to be something that's obedient or if this is really God telling me to do this or is it the enemy telling me to do it? You can test that. And God tells us to test every spirit. Even if we hear something and 
we're not sure if it's God or the enemy. We can test it. We're, that's not going to offend God in any way because he understands that the enemy can be very deceiving. And again, that he will dress up something like we, I spoke about it last week um, that, you know, he would dress up something, make it seem like as though it's God, dress up this gift. Um, and when in reality, it's a whole curse. God understands that. And so he wants us to test it. And how can we test it? Go back to his word. Go back and read the scriptures. You know, did was is this a pattern of God? You know, is this God's character? Would God really want me to say yes? Would God want me to say no? We can go back and test it. We can go back if, you know, you're hearing something, you're just like, I don't know if this is me saying it or if this is God. Check it. Check, you know, test the spirit. Ask God. You know what I mean? Like, ask God. And um, I spoke about it, I think, last week as well, about having peace. If you think about it and you're like, okay, do I have peace with this? It, it comes with us being intentional. It comes with us praying. It comes with us reading our word. Um, don't just take what your pastor says. Again, you have to go back to the word of God for yourself because uh, we're coming to the last days where we're going to have false prophets or there's going to be false doctrines. And it's going to sound good, but it's not really good. It's going to sound like God, but it's not really God. And so us as believers, us wanting to be one with Christ, us being the body of Christ, us pursuing this unity and being one with each other, we have to know God's word. No, we need to individually pursue our relationship with God. We need to individually read his word. We need to individually be intentional with our prayer time and our alone time and really discerning the voice of God and really knowing and understanding who he is and who he is in our lives and there's beauty and obedience so i encourage you all say yes be obedient say yes to god and allow him to show you and show out allow him to show you that he is good and he is god so yeah y'all be blessed have a blessed day um pursue purpose be intentional be prayerful, live a life of prayer, live a life of purpose, and say yes, be obedient. There is beauty in obedience. All right, y'all. Be blessed.